Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. Penguins were 3-0 winners last night against the Winnipeg Jets. PPG Paints Arena, Tristan Jari, league-leading sixth shutout of the season. Goals from Chris Letang, Jeff Carter, and Brian Russ, the last two on the power play. Push the Pens to 53 points. It's five out of a playoff spot. It was Mike Sullivan's 800th game behind the bench. Jake Gensel's 500th. NHL game. Winners are two in a row. Pitt basketball faces NC State tonight in Raleigh to begin the first of a three-game set on the road. Pitt is tied for eighth in the ACC and five and six in the conference. Headlines are Power Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more, go to 937thefan.com. It's the Cookin' Joe Show. Here we go. We really do need to change the music, Ron. Joe Kopp was right the other day that it's still the same as when he worked here. What are we doing? There's only one person to blame for that. City limits. No, no. Ballsy? Ballsy. He's the one that was going to. He did change it, and then these guys changed it back. Yeah, like we know how to do that, I'm sure. You don't know how to change the music? Not how to change it back from what Folsey programmed it to be. I blame Folsey. Totally. He had hours to work on it, and then he blew it. I'm eating a piece of licorice, and it won't go away. Yeah, I know. You're struggling over that. Yeah. I didn't want to die. How are you this morning, Joe? I'm good. How are you, Ron? My daughter got in yesterday. Um, we went to the hockey game last night. It w- uh, we had a very nice time. Saw a good game. Penguins. Very good game. That's a Jari six shutout already. Six leads the league. And they needed they needed one, and it was uh, it was fun. We had a good time. Anytime I do anything with her, I always say we have this little saying. I go, "What was the best part?" And she always says, "Being with you." And I always say that too. What's the best part, Dad? Being with you. That's great. So and you have, got a good game. I know you've gotten game. some bad. Last year, you got a bad game, right? Yeah, we've got a few bad ones. Well, I have to believe that people saw you in the stands and wished you well. I Am I right? Few, I had some people do that. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. Got a couple guys walked up the aisle and shook my hand and wished me well. Plus, I you know I know all the security people and you know those those people were very gracious. Did they make an announcement at the game? Uh, no, no. I don't. I I wouldn't have liked that. Really? I wouldn't have liked that. No, that had booze. I should have. Been, I should have called them and made sure they did that. There'd have been booze for me. They could have had a video like they do for the players I, of I, you pacing. I, <laughs> no, I could have waved from my seat. You know, <laughs> you pacing after a column. Some other highlights. You in the studio with me, us yelling at each other. This is the second last opening, Ron. It is. We got one more of these left. How do you feel right now? Feel are you good. feeling it yet? Or are you feeling, no, what are no, you feeling? I, I feel really good right now. I'm, I, I'm really worried about getting through tomorrow already. Yeah. But uh, I, I told you off the air, I just talked to Joe Gordon, um, the Steelers' longtime PR guy, just the best there's ever been in this city. He goes back to Chuck Knoll in the 70s. Yeah. And he said he and his wife, Babe, uh, vacationed every year at Fort Myers Beach before the pandemic. And he just said, you're going to love the area. And I was saying, I said, how's retirement? He goes, it's tremendous, tremendous. He's been like retired 27 years. I wow. Think he said. So we'll see. We'll see. Well, you don't think the treats and tributes are going to stop, do you, Ron? <laughs> this is Off the Top brought to you by J.P. Roofing and Siding. And man, coming up at 11 o'clock, we have yet another 
of Ron's all-time. In fact, we're, we're stocked today. Not stocked like we were Monday. Nothing could ever approach Nothing that as far as ever approach that. sheer volume. But we have four or five treats for you today, Ron. And one of them is the big boy, Mark Caballi, will be along at 1230. My God, I completely forgot about him. And Jay will be along at noon today. Yes, he will. Perfect time for him to talk about a game, actually. It, it seemed like it was forever. Uh, how about that hit in the game on Achari? That was unbelievably Someone bad. described it to me as like a car accident where one person was being reckless and the other wasn't paying attention at all. It was just crazy. He, he, he tried to take his head off and nearly did. I mean, what's the league in it? Two games, probably. Isn't yeah. that what the league wants to get rid of? Yeah. Those kind of plays. Yeah. I mean, I've seen worse than that. It was just kind of weird. I don't know if the word is sneaky or it was a strange hit. You know what I, I mean? Saw his helmet go flying. I know. And it was. He, it and was when he tried to get up and went back down. It was pretty scary. That's why you can't measure intent. You just have to penalize the hit. I was surprised they didn't go back and show the the hit by Brendan Dillon where he broke Bluger's jaw. Yeah, you remember that? I do. I expected I, I do. to see that clip. I, I I didn't see it, but he's got a bit of a history. Well, Doesn't now, that factor in a suspension? I, I, you, you would think so. I don't know. Was he suspended for the Bluger hit? I don't know. Uh, no, I think I heard Phil Bork say that he doesn't even think it was a penalty on the play on Bluger. So really, uh, I don't know. I I just I I watched that hit and and it's one of those plays where you cringe. I mean, it, it it took almost took the guy's head off. When you saw his helmet go flying like that, I'm trying to think now. Obviously, he had his wars with the Penguins when he was with the Capitals. We get that. What is his suspension history? Do you know it off the top of your head, Ron? I, I, I do not. That's up for the <laughs> that's for the beat guy. He should know that. Uh, Dylan suspended one game for slashing uh, Madison Bowie. Bowie. I don't know what the hell his name is. Um, it doesn't look like he has a long history of it anyway. Well, he should add he's gonna to get, it. He's probably going to get a couple games. He should add to it with this one. That's for yeah, sure. I think he will. I think he will actually get get a suspension for this, but I don't think it'll be lengthy. And he was once boarded by Zach Cassian, and Cassian got three game a three-game suspension. So he's been on the I other mean, I'm end all, of it. I mean, I'm all for hitting and rough play and physical play, but that was just a real cheap-ass shot last night. I mean, I've seen worse, though, haven't you? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, the, yeah, of course. But that still was real cheap. Yeah. It was, it, I guess sneaky might be a pretty good word for it. And then the Penguins in general come up with a nice win. And I thought oh. uh, the accounts of the game were accurate. I was reading Josh Yoey this morning saying the Penguins just seem to be more effective in low-scoring conservative games. I mean, it's. It's against their nature, but it's true. And also something almost miraculous happened last night. They scored two goals on the power play. Yeah. The five on, on Dylan's five-minute match, um, you know, major penalty. They scored two goals. Who, who could have believed that? Well, that's going to be the whole difference. I think they're going to make the playoffs if they stay relatively healthy. Well, the, I the, do. Their goaltending is what's killed them these last number of years. And it's a pretty good strength because, you know, Jari. In the playoffs, yes, it has. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Jari, no one will ever believe Jari until he does it in the playoffs. But he's been damn good most of the year. He's He's a good regular season goalie. He is. I think he's been benched in three or four games. Yeah. He's still won a little more consistency, but he's good. And I think uh, Nijelkovic has been outstanding. Yeah, it looks like Kyle Dubas got it right with uh, with his goalies, but in particular Jari. And I'm not—we won't know for sure it, until and if they until get the in the playoffs. playoffs. I get that, 
But the first bet he made was that Jari would return healthy and be a good regular season goalie because you remember a lot of us had questions about that. Uh, Talk hand, of a chronic hip injury, things like that. My hand waved. I, I trashed the uh, signing. So I was okay with signing him, just not for that long and that much money. But, you know, if that's what it took, he looks right. I'll say that. Dubas looks right. His first bet was that this guy could come back, that that there were no chronic injuries, and that he would give them a chance to win in the regular season. And he's winning that bet in a big way, right? Yep. Especially when you look at it relatively to teams like the Devils and several others who are who, who desperately need goaltending. And they don't have it, and the Penguins do. You know who else I thought looked really good last night is Latang. I think he's playing really, really good Yeah, he's good having hockey. a really good year. I mean, he got the goal last night, but beyond that, he's just, you know, he'll make the occasional play that you go, what's he doing? But, man, I think he's cut those way back this year, way back. I think he's making the right play most of the time. That goal he scored last night was beautiful. Not a lot of defensemen score that. Backhander exact like that? Goal. Huh? Yeah. That looked like Sid, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Jari and Nadalkovic Nadel- are both in the top 10 in save percentage. Uh, their goaltending, for the most part, has been outstanding. It might be as good as almost any goaltending duo this side of Boston, Ron. Yep. Seriously. I know. I mean, I they've, they've been really good together. And if that keeps up, or even close to then that. you got a chance. And you then got you and got, he, you got to get the power play going. And last night showed exactly what you need with your power play, which is it's a tight game. It's one nothing. You don't score there on a five-minute advantage. And all of a sudden, the whole game, all the momentum swings back toward Winnipeg. Instead, you essentially put the game away. You did. Which is what you should do with that kind of talent. Absolutely. And it took them a while. I think I think they went three and a half minutes without a goal, and they got two in the last minute and a half, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And in the meantime, there was another big development in the NHL last uh, night. Ah, yeah. Penguin-related. And that was the Edmonton Oilers. Their streak stops at 16. Vegas both, beat them. We both predicted we bo- both games just last say, night. We, we both predicted both games. We were 4-0, and Ron. Uh, I, you know, Vegas obviously is a tremendous team, and you knew – uh, they just couldn't win forever. Can't win forever. And uh, that was uh, you know, so the Penguins' record is seven. That was ninety-three, right? Seventeen. Yes. Tied the last game against New Jersey. There was no chance to win it because it was a tie. And we had Jay Caulfield on last week. We probably will ask him today what he thought about the Oilers not getting it, and he said it took something out of us going into the play. It was right yeah. before the playoffs. Yeah. And he said it maybe if. Some guys would have rested a little bit, and it took something out of them. But uh, what a streak by the Oilers, man. Remember, when it, right before they fired the coach, we were thinking, man, this team's dead in the water. They fired the coach, and all of a sudden, on a roll. Well, and, the crazy and thing is – And McDavid and Dreisaitl were looking like McDavid and Dreisaitl, too. Yeah, they won 16 games in a row, and they're still not safe for playoff-wise. That's, That's how, how bad, bad their were. start was. Right, right. And they're still way – far away from the likes of the Canucks. So even with that 16-game streak. But guess who I talked to this morning, Ron, about that streak Who did you talk to? One Scotty Bowman, first thing in the morning today. First of all, i got to ask you, how is he? Still sharp? Sharp as a tack. He's got to be like upper 80s. 90. Is he 90? He's 90. 
Oh, man. And you're going to visit him. You know why? Why? He lives in Sarasota, Florida. Does he? Yes, he does. Did you tell him I'm moving down? I didn't. I know, We Scott. had a very I mean, short conversation, I, but I'm sure that I you're going to see Scotty him. I covered Scotty, and, and, and I, 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 I know he remembers me. We've talked Go have that. a hot toddy with Scotty, oh, Ron. Oh, man. A hot Scotty. Hot Scotty. I, I, I was wondering how he was doing because I, I, 90. 90 and you said still sharp as a tack. Oh, it was it was a great conversation that went everywhere from his memories of Michelle Briere because he's coming to Pittsburgh in 10 days for the auger ceremony. Oh, is he? Yeah. So yeah. he was asking me which jerseys are retired and then he had memories of Briere, had memories of uh the Flyers 35 or 36 game unbeaten streak. But I wanted to know from him, the greatest winner in hockey history, if that streak means anything. And the first thing was, this was early in the morning today, he wasn't aware of it. He wasn't aware of whether they won last night or not. Oh, okay. So he says, what happened last night? Right away. It, I it, said, it mattered. It mattered to him. I said, Edmonton lost. And he said, oh, I didn't know. You just gave me good news. Oh, isn't that fun? Yeah. And then we had a great conversation. Does about, he think it took anything out of that team? No. He doesn't? No. Neither did Kevin Stevens. Okay. He said, you know, um, Jay did, but not. I those know, two. and so does Larry Murphy and others. I that, and that was the gist of the column, is that I get what happened. <clears throat> excuse me. Afterwards, I get it. That was the big news by far. They had a chance to to make themselves immortal. They had a chance at a dynasty, and they got upset by the Islanders. But as Scotty said, one, we outplayed them. We didn't get any breaks. Two. The Islanders kind of had the Penguins' number for all of franchise history. I don't think a lot of people know. The Islanders won three of the last four meetings uh, between them and the Penguins that season. Three of four. I didn't realize that. They they, they just had their number. Now, they didn't. I know Pierre Turgeon did not play until game seven. True. And he was their big star. No doubt. The gold scorer. And he didn't play until game seven, Joe. But, you know, I truly believe I covered that game. I was there. And I, I'd have bet my house. I think Talkit and was it Talkit and Francis that scored in the yeah, last minute yeah, it or was. so yeah. to tie it. Right, it goes to overtime, and then Volick beats Barrasso. But I truly believe if Kevin Stevens' face wasn't shattered like a potato chip in that game, yeah. they don't want it. Yeah, I and think also I, it took a lot of the air out of the arena. Mario was also really banged up in that series. I was just talking to somebody, somebody else. Was that Casparitis that. that beat the heck out of him? He did, yeah, and I think he was already hurt going into the series. No excuses. They beat the Penguins, but I guess my overall point is, okay, that happened, and it's just the timing of the winning streak. Ron, it makes it one of the most forgotten and I think in some ways like disrespected and even disparaged streaks in the history of sports. They've been playing hockey for 108 years, and nobody has won 17 games in a row. Nobody. And still, nobody else has. Still, nobody. 108 years, nobody has won 17 games. They won 17 games in 32 days. Guess how many goals Mario had in those 32 days? Uh, Either, I'm going to say two or about 20-some. 27. Uh, Yeah. The way you phrased it, (laughs) I I knew it was going to be either really low and it would never be really low with Mario. 27. 27 goals in 32 days. <laughs> and then, and then you know, I mean, you look at UCLA. 
88. 88 games. Oklahoma Sooners, 47 games in football. L.A. Lakers, 33. New England Patriots, 21. These are the greatest streaks in the history of pro sports. The Penguins is right there. One reason it's, you know, people don't have it at the tip of their tongues is because hockey still is kind of a neat sport. The NHL is not on the level. I mean, at least popularity-wise of the other sports. And the other is that they didn't finish the deal. But somebody... Somebody needs to cherish this streak, and if it's just me and Scotty Bowman, that's good enough for me. That Ron. went. It sounds like you made his day. Oh, we had a great, a fun talk. He had been living. I thought he was still in Buffalo. He's like, no, I'm out of there. I'm in Sarasota now. But could he's coming here for the Yager thing. Could you imagine if he'd have been there on the <laughs> when the Steelers got the game postponed? Who lives in Buffalo other than Bink and Evie? I think they might be the last ones left. And uh, I think that's that, great that he's coming back for that too, Yager. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's pumped I got to think Mario's going to be there. I, just, I think he will be. I'll be shocked if he isn't. Yeah, I think he will be. Uh, this is something Jake that you don't might miss. might be able to inform us on that a little better today, too. Yeah, I think the last time we asked him, he said he had a feeling that Mario would be, which is about Jay as knows. inside as you can Jay get. Jay knows. And I'm fascinated, Ron, with winning streaks anyway. I love streaks. I love them. And losing streaks, by the way. I remember that. I remember Dwight Clay hitting that shot to break UCLA streak. I remember, I think it was Curry Kirkpatrick who wrote the story in Sports Illustrated. I must have read that story a hundred times. And then Mike White did a story on him in the Post-Gazette two weeks ago. Yes. On the anniversary. We had Mike on talking about it. 88 games. I remember that game watching it. Yeah. I remember that. So do I. And, and, I mean, Bill Walton and John Wooden. Bill Walton. And John Wooden, and they beat him. And a young Digger Phelps was the coach of uh, Notre Dame. Dwight Clay from Fifth Avenue in the Hill District. Right. That's pretty much where he made the shot from, too. Uh, I mean, it was it was incredible. It was incrinculent. Yes, it was incrinculent. And here's what I remember, too. It's my unofficial official start in sports writing because that story by Curry Kirkpatrick, I believe, what he did. Tremendous so writing. captured my imagination that I sat down at my parents' typewriter in those days. Right. And I wanted to know, even at my relatively young age, what what is it like? What how is his brain working to put the words together like that? So I typed his story, Ron, at word for word, just to feel what it was like to type those words together. And then there was that is so cool. Yeah, it was great. And then I've told you, I remember Bino Cook. His favorite winning streak was 1940s era Notre Dame football. They won 38 games in a row, and it was his opinion that Frank Leahy was the greatest coach of all time. I said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, the joke was they'd ask his players, what's Leahy like when you lose? (laughs) And they told him, I don't know. We never lose. We never lose. (laughs) Now, you like, how about losing streaks? Fascinated. I I believe my alma mater still has the record in college football. Northwestern. I Do want they? to say it was 33. They lost 33 games in a row, I believe. And it started maybe right at the end of my time there. You just reminded me. Is it 33? Am I right? I'm going to check that. Now, but... I got to tell you a quick story about yeah. that. Uh, a guy that became my best friend, Bill Jarvis, unfortunately just passed a couple years ago. He was the equipment manager. You see all this Northwestern shirts and stuff I wear? He gave it all to me. Jackets, everything. Yeah. He started his first six years there. Are you ready? Are you ready? It included the 33-game losing streak. I, I, I think I'm right on with the record. 
three, sixty-two, and one. <laughs> that sounds like you, Jackson. Three, sixty-two, and one. That's almost not survivable. And there was a th- just well, emotionally. I think, yeah, I'm not I, talking yeah. about getting fired. I like how do you live through that? But yet he was around, and he got to see him go to Pasadena in that purple grass in the end zone. I mean, I mean, if you'd asked me back then or him, would you ever think Northwestern would get to a Rose Bowl? And I mean, I I got to cover that. I was there, and I went down like a lot of other Northwestern grads. There were so many in the press box; they had us all gather in the back for a picture. And I went down on the field with a couple other guys before and pulled up a little bit of the purple grass and put yeah. it in like a plastic bag. Yes. Don't know what happened to it over the years, but purple grass in Pasadena. I'd have never but three sixty two and one. That is like Hugh Jackson, who I believe was two one thirty one and one. One thirty one and one over two years. I don't think he had a tie. I think he was one and thirty one. That's right, one because that would be an extra game, right? right. One, one and thirty-one, right? Yeah, and, and that, I remember that, his quote: <laughs> "Nobody else could have gone one and thirty-one with this team." That's what he said. I know, I remember that. Oh my god! Sammy Coates beat him for God's sakes. There's something captivating about streaks. There just is losing and winning. And you just reminded me: guess who has the longest losing streak in NHL history? Penguins. The Penguins. Yeah, they're tied with the Sabers at 18 games. My kid played on a softball team one year that went five and fifty-five, <laughs> and there's something, there's just something entrancing about it. Like, well, what oh my we, God, we're never going to win. You mentioned a flyer was like oh thirty-nine and four against them, oh thirty-nine and three. The entire decade in, of the eighties in Philly, yeah. right? In yeah, Philly. in Philly. And the Bills didn't beat the Dolphins in the entire decade of the seventies, playing them twice a year, a decade. I bet they didn't beat the Patriots too many times. The Patriots had a long streak, in the, the but, but the Steelers did break the Patriots streak of yeah, 21 yeah. games ben, in a row. Ben, was it Halloween? I want to say right around been, there. I think it might have been Halloween. Yeah. Ben had a big game in that game, right? Yes, he did as a rookie. Outplayed uh, Brady. That's right. One of the few times. Uh, anyway, Ron. There, you know, we've talked about this before, at least from our point, what we do, writing and talking about sports. Yeah. It's better if you have a great team or a horrendous team. Yes. What is worse is the 500 team right in the middle. The mushy, they're just, mushy middle. They're totally boring, right? Basically. Yeah. And if you're great, you're never boring. And if you're really, really bad, you're not boring either. I mean, the Penguins are the all-time example in the history of pro sports that you just don't want to spend time in the middle. You want to be great or you want to be horrible so you can be great again. Right. You want to intentionally lose games so you can get Mario Lemieux and you want to be on the verge of that or close to that so you have a chance at Sidney Crosby. And the three, four Penguins lost 18 games in a row. That's what begets Sidney Crosby, begot. Begotten, begetted, begetted. <laughs> we got what you mean. Limits? What is what's the proper word there? Begat, right? Begat. Yeah, thank Maybe. you. Yeah. Maybe. He doesn't know I either. Think. He's just a uh, How are you today? In. You have walked into history here. It's Ron Cook's second last show. You're going to be with us tomorrow? Yeah, that's going to be How do you feel right now? Are you a little nervous? This is history. A little bit, yeah. Because I know how much it means to Ron and make sure that everything goes 100% right and the what you've done uh, this you, week has been you you know, got, really incredible. Yeah, so. it's been really incredible, and you you'll be great tomorrow. I can tell you that. City limits. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I really am, <laughs> Ron. I thought about this, but he's not going for it. Uh, 
the the play on words, of course, is Austin City Limits, but also there's a school called Austin P, right? Yeah. So I think didn't want to hear just that. P or Mister P. It's P E A Y, right? right. Yeah, it but is. it's pronounced P. Yeah, right. He wasn't going for the nickname P, and he wasn't <laughs> going for Mister P. Is Mister P a decent one? Yeah, I think it's decent. Should we try that, it out? No. How would that fit whatsoever? How about my dad was always like, at college, we're going to send you to Austin P because it's your name. And I was like, eh. I mean, it fits. This is it a just joke. makes sense. Where is it? Texas? Yeah. So, anyway. I like City Limits, though. It's pretty good. I it is too. pretty good. It's pretty good. Crowley called it an elite nickname, and that means oh. a lot coming from a guy yeah. like that. Yeah. You know? I hear you. But at 11, Mr. P is going to call Mel Blunt. We're going to get him on the line. You are? Yep. I'm giving that one away You're to you, Ron. I, I no to- surprise. I, I, they did a roast for me at Jurgles a number of years ago, and it was tremendous. And he actually showed up. He was the first guy. Yeah. And they put him on stage, and he did his little tribute for me. And he had his cowboy hat and boots like he always does. Yeah. And I've I, I've known Mel since uh, I went to his uh, youth home in Vidalia, Georgia. Back he was still playing, and he was running. In those, he had a, his family owned like two thousand acres of onion fields, and he would run in that hot heat. And uh, I've since gone to his boys' home down in Washington County. I, I, he's just one of my all-time favorites. I know you've gotten text from him. I got one from him yesterday to confirm this, and it's a little icon of a guy in a cowboy him basically in a cowboy yeah 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 yeah, instead of sending a thumbs up he sends that (laughs) with the guy giving a thumbs up it's tremendous when we go to a break i'm gonna did i show you the video him riding his horses oh i gotta show you i gotta i want to see that i I, it's he's 75 years old and the strength he he rides those cutting horses where you know they they go from side to side like there's right and you gotta you gotta control them yeah I'll send it. I'll show it to you. I can't wait to talk to Mel. You know what his nickname was? Players called him Soup, short for Super. Oh man, and he was Super four different times, as I recall. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia Peters Township. Visit him at SouthHillsKia.net. We'll take a look at the upcoming Super Bowl next. I got a couple things to ask Ron about that, like where is Patrick Mahomes' place in history, even going into the game, and where will it be? with a win and maybe an MVP award. Now, fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, providing trusted plumbing and HVAC service for over 50 years. Text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates Personal Injury Law Firm, where they always say, there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Ron. Joe, I got to get my glasses on here. Um, it is February. We're almost a third of the way through it. It's a month for love. And if you would love a new truck, then Sun Chevy on Route 19 in McMurray is the place to go. Well-qualified buyers can get a 2023 or 2024 Silverado 1500 for 2.9% APR for 72 months when you finance with GM Financial. That's a deal you definitely can love. Terms and conditions at sunchevy.com, and maybe you don't want a truck. Okay, you and your special someone can discover other new opportunities together in any new Chevrolet. Remember, Sun Chevy carries all major brands of tires, custom wheel packages, and a full line of GM accessories in their parts department. But, you know, the biggest benefit of uh, Sun Chevy is their people. Over 500 years of combined experience serving their customers They'll keep your GM vehicle looking and running like new. 
Shop online, their online catalog at sunchevy.com or visit Sun Chevy on Route 19 in McMurray. It's just five miles south of South Hills Village. And you also can go to sunchevy.com to find the trucker car you will love. Chevrolet, find new roads. I'm Austin Bechtel with your Fed Headline. Super Bowl Sunday between the Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers, and Las Vegas at 6.30. You can hear the game right here on 93.7. The Fan, Westwood One's coverage begins at 2 p.m. Pitt basketball tonight against NC State and Raleigh. It's the first of three straight row games for Pitt. Panthers are 5-6 and six in the ACC. And the Pens, 3 nothing winners last night against the Winnipeg Jets. Tristan Jari recorded his league-high six shutout of the season. Headlines are proud by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more. Go to 937thefan.com. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Ron, let's go out to the Sullivan Super Service Fan Hotline where we find the host of the Daily Tip, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to check out the Daily Tip podcast. For more of Chelsea's analysis, just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts. Chelsea, I hear there's a little football game happening in Vegas this weekend, so you're the perfect person to have on. Give us some good bets. Oh, yes. We had uh, somebody who works for the front office for BetMGM come on our show this morning, said it's going to be the biggest or the single biggest event for betting, uh, probably in the history of betting, just Mm. because more states have been legalizing it. It is increasingly popular. We've got the Taylor Swift, you know, behemoth looming over the game as well. So it's set to be a big matchup. So let's get into some of the bets. Chelsea, before the- before you do, is it, does it being in Vegas have anything to do with that too or not? Um, I don't think so. I okay. think that more signifies, you know, the NFL's willingness to, you know, get in bed with betting. Because okay. it's been pretty, you know, under the table for a while. So good relations between the NFL and betting. I am happy to see it. Okay. What do you got? All right, let's start with the side. I think this is the trickiest part. And you've got to remember, this is going to be the sharpest line of the entire season because of the handle that's going to be involved. The sports books are not inclined to lose a bunch of money. But right now we're seeing a mass majority of the bets on the Chiefs getting the two points. I think I would lean there. Everything on paper says the Chiefs are going to win this one. And you look at Patrick Mahomes as an underdog in his career. Boy, has he been cash money. 10-1-1 and one against the spread when getting points. And we just saw it last year in the Super Bowl when he was getting points. What happened there? Uh, but when it comes to sports betting, it's similar to the stock market. And this is where you have to be careful. Because hasn't everything been going right for the Chiefs in this recent stretch? And you look at the Niners, they're not limping into the Super Bowl, but they haven't played their best stretch. So it just kind of makes me wonder if we see a dud of a game from the Chiefs and the sports books just raking all this money on the Niners. I would still lean towards the Chiefs as far as the side goes. How about MVP? MVP. Well, uh, Patrick Mahomes is your favorite, plus 125. I feel like you might as well just take the Chiefs on the money line uh, at even money as opposed to that. The most bets are on Travis Kelsey, though. This is the single most bet in MVP over at Ben MGM. He is 14 to 1. Just kind of goes with the theme of the year. Him and Taylor Swift, and of course, his resurgence in the postseason but if you like the Niners to win 
I feel like Christian McCaffrey plus 450 to win MVP is actually the better value on your dollar uh, just because he is going to be heavily involved in this game. It almost seems like the situation where we had Cooper Cup in in the Super Bowl, normally this is a quarterback uh, award, but as opposed to the regular season MVP, I feel like they will be more willing to give it to a position player. It's kind of built into the fact that he's had such a great season. So Christian McCaffrey MVP plus 450 if you like the Niners. And I don't think there's a great call really on the Chiefs side. I think you just take them on the money line. Chelsea, I got to ask you, what are, there, are there any Taylor Swift stuff out there, props? I, there's got to be. I've seen them, right? I mean, do you have anything along those lines? Oh, yes. There's plenty of bets. You can bet on what color she's wearing coming to the game. You can bet on, you know, if they're going to get engaged after the game. I myself will not be betting on any of those. I feel like since I'm a millennial woman, everybody assumes that I know everything about Taylor Swift. I don't. These are not things that are offered at BetMGM either. But I'll give you one more on the layout. I know you're probably trying to wrap this up. Brock Purdy over his rushing prop, I think it's 12 and a half. Mm. What a low number for somebody who just went over 50 rushing yards in his last time out. Somebody who is not necessarily athletic, uh, as, as athletic as, say, Lamar Jackson is, but a shifty runner. And the Chiefs is giving up a lot of rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks. Each of the last three quarterbacks they've faced have gotten this number. Even Tua Tungavailoa, uh, I think, had over 20 rushing yards. So Brock Purdy in the biggest game of his life, I expect him to run for a couple first downs. That's good stuff, and we appreciate it, Chelsea. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having me, and happy retirement to Ron. Uh, After all of these years uh, of taking calls, uh, you know, the one about – I heard one where somebody was like, T.J. Watt, is he even that good? I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> Good luck to you, Ron. You deserve to relax. Thanks, Chelsea. Appreciate it. We've enjoyed you all football season. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Chelsea Messenger, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. She just scared me with something she said. Everybody's betting on the Chiefs. That always tells me to go the other way. I wouldn't bet on this because I could never bet against Mahomes. I can't. I can't. I just can't. But that scares me. Now I'm wondering if the, if the 49ers are going to win and cover. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Yeah, that's a good point. But, Ron, we're here to celebrate you as well this week, and I believe we have a couple of callers before we get to the general who really wanted to talk to you. Go ahead, City Limits. Ron's good buddy, Jacko. Jacko. Hey, Jacko, how are you? Hey. Hey, Cookie, happy retirement. You know, I was thinking back, and, you know, when we first met, it was back in San Francisco, one of your favorite towns. The yep. lights went out in Candlestick that weekend. We met at a little Irish pub next to the Buena Vista. You remember that, the Irish coffees. But, you know, you're with Bouchette and Collier. That's the first week, uh, first time we met. And when I got back home that uh, from that weekend, I called in to you and Vinny, and that's when it all started back. I think it was 2011. But, you know, I'm going to miss you every time we come back to Pittsburgh and we meet up and the baseball season coming up. I'll miss that conversation. And, you know, Jenny O and I were saying that, uh, you know, if we get to Fort Myers, we're going to be looking. Yeah, well, but you I gotta better. Ask- you got my number. You better look me up, Jacko. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got to ask you, Cookie, too. Are you finally going to tell us when your birthday is? Jimmy O and I have been trying to figure that no, out. No, it's, it's, it's an irrelevant day, Jacko. <laughs> hey, thanks for calling, man, and we will definitely be in touch, okay? 
good luck, Cookie. And, uh, hey, I'll still be calling the show, Joe. All right. I appreciate it, Jacko. See you, Jacko. Very much. Jacko came into the studio, did a number of shows. When he he came into Pittsburgh, he'd come in for – do a 15, 20-minute segment. Sounds like you met him for a hot toddy there in San uh, Fran. Yes? Yeah, he and his cousin Jimmy O, Jimmy Osteronic, we went to uh, Buena Vista's famous for its Irish coffees. You know, oh, my God. We, Good stuff? Tremendous, tremendous. We got another one, City Limits? Oh, we have a bunch. Here's Mike in Mount Lebanon. Mike, go ahead. Uh, I think I know who this is. It's your second favorite coach. <laughs> Pauline, we wish you good luck. And to tell you, I'll miss you not as much as Michelle and uh, Amy will. But uh, uh, hopefully you have a wonderful retirement and a a great life. What are you going to do down in Florida? Oh, uh, basically nothing. I want to try that for a while and see how it goes. You know, I'm going to let you pronounce your last name because you always say I screw it up. Tell (laughs) tell the listeners who you are. It's Mike Smianic. I was the uh, coach at Aliquippa for a long time and – Ron tortured me all the time on the feed. He would come to my sidelines and torture me. I, like, you I did. Why'd you call this? I did. I he I I always. This guy is like the besters ever been. Well, I said second best after Eddie McCluskey at Farrell, you know, and that's this why he said compliment. he said I'm this. I said this is your second favorite coach. So, Coach Z, I hear your body's falling apart. You're having all kind of surgeries. Hey, just uh, age related, man. I'll be all right. You know, it's, uh, you recover a little bit uh, uh, longer time than you would when you're young. But uh, doing okay, you know, hips and backs and stuff like that. Nothing uh, totally serious. Well, it will be okay. I appreciate you calling, and I understand congratulations are in order, too. I can't keep track of your Hall of Fames. What are you, in the Pennsylvania Hall of Fame or WPIL now, lately? This is this is WPIL. It's coming up in, uh, in May, which is uh, quite an honor for me. Uh, it's, it's really something that uh, I appreciate your, your thoughts, and I appreciate your uh, being on the sideline with us. You can tell those stories someday. To I will. Thanks, Coach D. See you, man. Thank you, Mike. You take care of yourself. <laughs> you know, many what are those stories, Ron? Oh, I, what I, kinds I, of he stories? used to just have me on the sidelines. I'd, really? I'd go to games at El and just and, I mean, I could – it was an unbelievable world to be a part of. I, he won – I think he's the only coach – in Pennsylvania history to win a state championship, both football. He also coached basketball. Yeah. And he won both football and basketball at Aliquippa, state championships. Wow. Keep them rolling, city limits. Let's go here. Here's Patty in Tennessee. Hello, Patty. Hi. Excuse my allergies. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we got you, Patty. How are you? <laughs> well, I'm doing pretty good. It's just allergies, but... I have tried and tried to call you guys forever, but I'm glad I got hold of you. First of all, Ron, good luck and be happy, okay, honey? Thank you. <laughs> Excuse me. I just wanted to let you know, my husband, when he was sick with cancer, he passed away about ten and a half months ago, and I'm fine. But I just wanted to let you know, before his chemo and radiation, we would go and we'd come home, and he'd say, turn your Alexa on. He would smile when he heard you guys with your show. You made him smile. You made him laugh. I just wanted to thank you guys. God bless all of you. And let me tell you something else. When I when they, they came to get him at the house, there was a gentleman carried my husband out, you know, of the house, and he seen a Pittsburgh Steelers on my couch, and he said, 
oh, are you a Pittsburgh Steelers fan? I'm thinking, this is not the time to fight about Tom Brady. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, I'm a big Steelers fan. My husband's laying there dead as a doorknob, and he shows me all his pictures. He's been to games and everything, but... I just wanted to thank both uh, of you, and Patty, I'm doing fine. You. I know where he is, are, and I know I'll see him again. And one other quick story. Are, wait, wait, uh, wait, wait. Are you from Pittsburgh? I am from Pittsburgh. I grew up in the Pittsburgh area. My husband and I did, but we moved here years ago with his work. Excuse my voice. And I went, both of us, he was went to West Allegheny, and I went to West Allegheny. So cool. I cool. still love my Pittsburgh, but we live in Upper East Tennessee. These are the nicest people I think I've ever met. A lot of Steeler fans here. If I see somebody at Walmart or Food City and they have a jacket on, I run up to them and uh-huh. I talk to them. But just one more quick story. Um, <clears throat> when I went to make his arrangements, and he had to be cremated because we had family coming from Pittsburgh and California, well, I went to order his flower arrangements, and I asked him if they could put a some ribbon of the Pittsburgh Steeler colors over his urn. And she said, I'll try. And she goes, are you really a Pittsburgh Steelers fan? I go, that's the only fan to be. So I went back to this little room, and her husband, he was a big Steelers fan, and we talked a little bit. So when I got to the funeral home that day, he had all the ribbons over his urn and a big, terrible towel. Isn't that neat? Oh, that's cool. Wow. But it was really neat, well, and I just wanted to call and tell you guys, you just you used to make him laugh. He'd get, we'd get home from the chemo, he could hardly make it into the bed, so he would sit in the recliner, turn those guys on, so, and we would just listen to you. But you were on my bucket list, my second bucket person, so I had to call and get a hold of thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, and man, you made our day. Just your story, and I think I can speak for Joe. You you have our condolences about losing your husband, but, man, you brightened our day with what you said. Well, you guys mean a lot to me, and we were married 51 years, so it's it was a good run. You have ups and downs. You know? I know. It's been nice but, uh, talking to you, Patty. Well, you take care. God bless all of you. Thank you. Take you, care. you too. Thank you, Bye-bye. Patty. Wow. How about that, wow. Joe? Think about that. I got another note just like that the other day. You know, we we talked to so many people, you don't realize the impact you have sometimes. Right. I think it is the fun of the show that resonates most. We can all sit here and talk about who should the Steelers' left tackle be next year. Right. But I think it's the fun that we've had that, that honestly resonates the most. I agree. City Limits, why don't you kindly tell whoever else is on the line if they could wait till a little later in the show, perhaps after Mel Blunt. We'd love to talk to them. A lot of people on hold. But we're talking to that man next, the legend, and one of Ron's favorites. Hopefully he picks up his phone in Vegas and the connection's good, Ron. I probably shouldn't have teased it. because Now now, we got got the general to get to here, too. Yes, we do. And before we get to Mel, we're going to get to another one of Ron's favorites, and that is the general Jeff Patton from the baseball card castle in Cranberry. Starkey's card of the week, your chance to win it, comes from going to our website, 937thefan.com, to the contesting page, Wednesday through Friday, right around noon. Hello, general. Gentlemen, good morning. How's it going there? Fantastic, and I hope you'll understand, Joe, but this week it's going to be Cook's card of the week. Well, <laughs> and I, I, I'm hoping that you have a card of Houston Astros pitcher Ron Cook. I was Ron just going to suggest it has to be that. Him. I have one at home, General. If I can give it to you. I, there's a, I have 
already queued up a 1972 Topps Ron Cook card. <laughs> he didn't last long in the big leagues, but he made it. That was it. a must. He was a. Uh, I knew you were going to do that. He Thank had a you. cup of coffee in the big leagues, or in this case, a mug of beer. Right, Ron? Exactly you got that right. right. I think he was a left-handed pitcher, if I'm not mistaken. He certainly was for the Houston Astros. But for the fans, we have an extra card, which is a great card, one of the best ones we've ever given in honor of Ron's last week. We got a Patrick Mahomes game used jersey card. Ooh. It's got a swatch of Kansas City Chiefs jersey embedded into the card. And it's going to be a good one. Last week we did Purdy, so we'll do the opposing quarterback this week. Holy that, bird milk, Ron. He may be win his third Super Bowl and won't be surprised if he's the third MVP three-time. We may have to duplicate him next week. You can call in from Florida, Mr. <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it, man. Generally feel sad. on an exemplary career, Mr. Cook, and you have a good time in Florida. All right. We'll be in touch. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yep. You Thank you, General. I'll be talking to All you. Right. All right, take care. I knew he was going to do the Ron Cook card. I knew I was. I, I'm trying to get all my stuff organized to move, and I found it. It's Did they hilarious. ever do sports cards of Pittsburgh media personalities? Was that ever a thing? I don't think so. I don't think so. Did you ever have any Yager? What was Yager? Did he have a peanut butter? Casparitis had a peanut butter. I thought he had Casparitis Crunch. He did a cereal. Did, didn't a cereal? Yeah. Maybe I'm getting my stories. I mixed still up. have uh, a Brian Rust root beer in my refrigerator. <laughs> I happen to see that. Um, yeah. yeah Who I, else has had food items at, named uh, after them in I, Pittsburgh? I mean, Wheaties, obviously. Uh, the Stanley Cup champions, Penguins, yeah. have been on the Wheaties bucket. I think Mario. I think Mario and Yager together were on the a Wheaties. Anybody box. get a candy bar like a Reggie bar? Remember those? Yeah, I do. I think. I, I can't remember, but did I did Yager? Yager got something. Austin's too young to remember. Yeah, he doesn't even know who Yager is. Oh, sure. Bettis, Ben, anybody else? Get a food you know, item named I, after them I, in their honor? Okay. I uh I was going through my closet again. You know, Ben when he came in here to do the show, one day he brought in like Ben's barbecue sauce. That's right. And I have three like bottles of it. In my uh, in my pantry now, it's it's old and expired. I bet somebody would collect that, right? Wouldn't somebody collect stuff like that? Of course, I still have a box of Flutie flakes. And uh, you brought in the Josh Allen one too. Jo- uh, yeah, Josh Allen flakes as well. If you, but by the way, I- I'd like to throw that out there. If you can think of a of a food item named after a Pittsburgh athlete, text us, tweet us, even better. You can text us. Of course, you can't get the text still, can you, City Limits? Still can't do text in the city just is... yet. Just yet. We're on. Joe, I, I, I got I'm, I got to move you along here because I'm really eager to talk to Mel. Me too. I, I apologize for doing Let's do that, that, but Let's I got to talk I agree to with you. 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19. Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. We'll get to Mel Blunt. We're going to get to Mark Caballi. We're going to get to some other treats for Ron coming Jay up. Caulfield Jay Caulfield at noon. Top of the hour. It's all ahead. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. High of 51 today, partly cloudy throughout the day. Well, as we mentioned to Chelsea, there's a little football game happening this weekend. FanDuel, in partnership with Valley Forge, has the perfect way for everyone to get in on Super Bowl 58 with a no-sweat same-game parlay. When you bet on Super Bowl 58, one game can mean a lot of wins. 
at FanDuel. America's number one sportsbook has all your favorite bets like the money line and the spread, plus all sorts of prop bets. If Chelsea was right when she just said 12 and a half uh, over, over, under rushing yards for Purdy, that almost sounds too good to be true. Larry Foote was on with us yesterday talking about how, and he's a basically a defensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Bucks, that this guy's a magician who makes plays. That's what he called him, a magician. And you saw him run at the end of the last game. I'd go over on that one. You'll get bonus bets back if your same game parlay doesn't win. So start building your own or bet one of the ones uh, already in the system there. SGPs for you at FanDuel. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Starkey if you don't already have an account. 21 plus present in Pennsylvania. Minimum three-leg parlay required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.